welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. And my guest today is one of my favorite motivational speakers. And I will tell you, he's one of my favorite motivational speakers because I truly feel when people are not only motivating you, but giving you the tools and coming from the most authentic, divine, connected place in order to breathe life into you. And that is what this human does for me. So before I tell you about my guest, I just want to let you know that you can join the biggest tribe book club on Facebook, and that is at a tribe called Bliss, and it's totally free. Guys, this is where we are hanging out. It is my community where my goal is to create one million tribes around the globe of women understanding a new way of being, a new girl code, a new way of showing up for each other and of treating each other. And truly, I believe that if we all read this book and especially read it together and created these tribes, that we would shift the way things are and the way that we are to each other, meaning the way we also see ourselves. So you guys, you can go to a tribe called bliss.com if you do not have your book yet and you can join this community at any time. As most of you know, there is an epic contest going on right now where I am going to choose one tribe randomly to be able to go to the Bliss Project 2019 and you and three other of your tribe members will be able to get their tickets totally for free to the Bliss Project. Each ticket is worth $900 and I cannot wait to see you there. So back to my guest today. This human being literally shifted the game for me, not only watching him speak, but I have to tell you, he has taken personal time with me, honestly breathing life in to me, just seeing me, giving me advice, um, truly helping me break through a lot of the things that I feel were holding me back. And he continues to show up in my life as this beacon of light. And I know this is not just me. This is for millions of people around the globe who have been touched and affected by my guest, Mr. Tim Story. Tim Story is an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach, well-known for inspiring and motivating people of all walks of life from entertainment executives, celebrities, and athletes to adults and children in the most deprived neighborhoods in the country. He's traveled to 75 countries and spoken to millions of people. He often meets privately to counsel high-profile leaders in various industries. 
Tim helps people create the future they desire. His ability to listen and genuinely care for those he comes in contact with has led to unique favorability and among some of or among some of the most influential leaders in the world. He has inspired people from all walks of life, from entertainment legends to professional athletes, from executives to children in third world countries, using seasoned foundational principles and humor to get honest with people so they can overcome the obstacles that are holding him, holding them back. I'll tell you, that's one of my favorite things about Tim is his humor, just using such practical wisdom mixed with humor is something that just shifts your soul. So along with a rigorous speaking calendar and private life coaching sessions, he also hosts regular spiritual, spiritually motivating intimate sessions across the world called The Study. He hosted an exclusive Saturday morning series on Sirius XM Radio. Recently, Tim was interviewed for a full hour segment of Oprah Winfrey's own Super Soul Sunday. The episode aired on Easter Sunday, April 5th, 2015. Since then, he was a speaker for Super Soul Sessions live from UCLA and was a guest speaker at the ultra-exclusive PTTOW 2015 conference. He began a church in Yorba Linda, California called The Congregation, which meets weekly and provides spiritual insight and direction for people of diverse ages, backgrounds, and needs. And you guys, if you have not watched him on the Super Soul on Super Soul Sunday sessions, you have to go tune in after this podcast and you will see why I fell in love with Tim's story. So let's get started. Tim Story, I am so incredibly excited to have you on the show, and I just have to tell you that I have wanted you on the show since before I even launched, so this is a pinch me moment um, to have you here, so thank you so much for coming on. It is a privilege. (laughs) So I have gotten to see you speak, I think maybe four or five times now, and every single time. I literally feel like I am levitating. It's like I get a shot in the arm. It's like I get something stuck in my head that helps propel something, that helps remind me of something. Um, And I have to tell you that getting the honor, like it was such a, you ever wake up in those moments, and I'm sure that you have, but it's like you wake up in those moments and you're like, am I really speaking on the same stage as this person like I'm waiting for the email that they're like oh actually this was a total mistake (laughs) you weren't meant (laughs) to speak here (laughs) because I was like hold on a minute I get to speak next to Tim's store like I couldn't even I couldn't even believe it and just the honor of who you are in person and how much you give back to people is mind-blowing so I'm so grateful for you well thank you very much and you did a phenomenal job She's talking about the great event, uh, the 10X in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. close mm-hmm. to 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I think you won for best outfit. <laughs> awesome. I will take it. You know, that was actually a, a girlfriend of mine made me that dress. Can you believe it? I was like, oh, my God, she's so talented. So um, it you're... was unfair. It really was <laughs> because like whether it be an Ed Milet, a Lewis House. We couldn't have pulled that off. <laughs> and then here you come, like, bam. <laughs> and then to all my listeners, her listeners, and everybody else that's listening, she did so good. Mm. So, so, so good. I was so proud of you, Lori. Oh, my Great. God. 
Tim, thank you for that. And I'm so glad I have that recorded so I can replay it and replay it. (laughs) Oh, so grateful for you. So Tim, I would love just for anyone who maybe has not heard a little part of your story. um, You know, you are such a powerful speaker. You are one of my favorite speakers that I've ever heard. You are a master at your craft. Um, And it's not just speaking. So I don't even want to call it that. It is moving people to action. And you talk so much about really turning your setbacks into comebacks. And that is such an overarching message of everything that you share. So do you mind sharing how that even came about? Yes, thank you. Um, Born in Compton, California, which is a very cool city. In fact, I just was there two weeks ago speaking at three schools. I was mm-hmm. born in Compton. And Lori, we were in a um, in a tough situation. We had seven people in a two-bedroom house. And it wasn't wow. because our parents were not trying. They were doing the best they could. But that's where we were. So we had seven people, two-bedroom house, which was super cramped. And... Then the the funny thing of this story is my dad had bought an old Volkswagen Bug. That's all we could afford. So seven people used to go on this Volkswagen (laughs) Bug, which is very illegal. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a it's a crack up because, you know, my my dad was a steel worker. My mother worked at a donut shop. And at that time, I was already thinking big in small places Hmm. like it's the wildest thing i was already like seeing myself creating doing discovering so i lived a lot in my imagination because my reality was very tough Hmm. and i really think that part of being in a cramped environment and having a lot of pain in my life is a thing that shaped and sculpted me to be Tim Story, Mm. because as I began to grow and find answers for pain, I then wanted to find ways to heal people. And um, one of the things that I say is that God will always deliver his deliverers. Mm. God will always deliver his deliverers. So I I believe that uh, God delivered me from um, just living an almost life. And began to give me an utmost life at a very early age. And uh, created a message, turning your setbacks to comebacks early, early, early on in life, in my early 20s. And that took me around the world to 75 different countries. And um, that was my start. So I know that you have, you talk to so many different people. I mean, you're constantly speaking, you're constantly working with, you know, different coaches, different celebrities, you're always on different shows. What is the main thing that you find is just uh, at the end of the day, we're all just human that kind of connects us that we're all trying to move through? Yeah, I think that we're very caught up in what I call the recovery zone. Mm. So what happens is that we're going through two things at one time, and that is recovery and discovery. Mm-hmm. So the, the more I meet people that we think are like amazing, mm-hmm. like this guy is an amazing filmmaker or actor or rapper or singer, because now, you know, for the last um, 25 years, I get to be around those people 
on a weekly basis, and I'm about to be with another one in about four hours. Mm. So the more I see people that we consider amazing in, in the discovery zone, they discovered and they did something great. Mm. It's amazing how many of them don't even enjoy the discovery because they're so caught up in the recovery. The recovery could be what they went through in childhood. The recovery could be a setback in a relationship or something they did that nobody else knows. Mm -hmm. And so that is the common denominator of all of us. Mm -hmm. You, me, anybody, we're going through recovery and discovery at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the key is, can I enjoy my discovery while I'm working through my recovery? So how do we do? How do we do that? Well, you have to put it in in categories. It's almost mm -hmm. like in high school when you take a class. So we may go from math to biology mm -hmm. to then we go to PE. Then we may, you know, then we shower after PE. Then we might have a, a psychology class after. So we're going to these different classes and categories. Same thing. In life, we need to do that. Mm. So you may have been through something, are currently going through something, but it's important that you stay in the moment in that discovery zone. Mm. Like, for instance, you can be at your child's soccer game. Like, if you have a child that's playing soccer, and you can miss them scoring a goal because you're in your recovery zone thinking of what's not going right at work. Mm -hmm. So the, the key is, is to put it in categories and realize, okay, I am going through recovery, but I've been working on that today already. Mm. Now I'm in discovery. I'm at a play. I'm at a game. I'm talking to my husband. Let me now stay in the moment, fully present, fully feeling, and fully alive. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I have so many people, and I know that you hear this all the time too, it's like, they don't even know how to get to the dis discovery zone, most likely because they're just trapped in the cycle of the recovery zone, like you're saying. Yeah. So how do you how do you stop the cycle? Well, the discovery zone is easier than we realize because mm. it's everywhere. Hmm. So if you leave your house today, you are in the discovery zone. And because all of a sudden you're going to see, oh, my gosh, there's people out there. Oh, my goodness, there are kids playing. Hey, the sun came out again. Mm -hmm. Or if it's raining or snowing or wherever, that's the discovery zone. Mm. So I think that we have become people that are moving so quickly that we have stopped being observationalist. Mm. See, that is really my strength. I observe, I pay attention. So the discovery zone is simply paying attention to the beauty that's around you. Mm. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is everywhere. And I, and I teach this to people who are even in the hospital. They'll say like, oh my God, Tim, I've been here for a month. This place is driving me crazy. I said, well, let me help you to change the way you look at things. Well, what are you going to do? And I'll get them to start watching TED Talks. Mm -hmm. I'll get them to start watching things on different networks having to do with, you know, it could be uh, some type of 
program on animals in Africa, something that takes them out of that mundane, difficult place that they're in. Mm. So no matter where you are right this second, you can unlock your discovery zone by just paying attention and observing. Wow, that's, it's so powerful, yet so simple. But at the same time, a lot of people aren't, we're not doing it, um, you know, trying to dig yourself out of that hole. So is it the same thing, like just starting small, like with one thing, getting out of the environment that you're in and really searching for something that could light you up? No doubt about it. Okay, so let's let's take a word because mm-hmm. both of us are speakers and writers. Mm-hmm. The word curious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so little kids, they constantly say, what's that? Mm-hmm. What's that? That's a car. What's that? That's an apple. What's that? What's that? So they're curious. Mm. If you're not careful, life will knock the curiosity out of you. Oh, Ooh, that's good. Life will knock the curiosity out of mm. you. Okay? So, you know, when I talk to people about uh, Prince, the singer Prince, mm-hmm. I met him on one occasion. He came up to me and thanked me for helping one of his friends. You know, he's brilliant. I saw him in concert many, many times just because you never knew what the heck he was going to pull off on stage because he was Mm -hmm. just so brilliant, okay? Mm -hmm. But the people on his inner circle, they said one of the great things about Prince is he was always curious about what was going on. Mm. What's that? What's that? What's that? We need to go back to the curiosity Mm. of being curious again. And with that curiosity comes that innocence the innocence is wow something beautiful can still happen in my life Mm -hmm. something wonderful can still happen just around the corner that's one of the most popular uh speeches that i give is called just around the corner Mm -hmm. because you never know what's around the bend or the corner Mm. like the fact Lori, that you wrote this book this book is doing well you're speaking to 10,000 people in Las Vegas. Mm. All right. We may not have seen that coming 14 years ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So the curiosity and the innocence help bring you to this place where you are now. And let me tell you why I know you are curious uh, and fun. Because mm-hmm. I saw something on Instagram where you were dancing at one of our friend's parties. <laughs> and I was so laughing. I literally laughed out loud. Number one, because you can dance. And I told my assistant, Joseph, I go, whoa, Lori can dance. I know what you're talking about right now. Okay. So see how you are? Uh, yes. You're still curious, right? Yes, you like still what, go for it. What would happen if I slid through this person's legs right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I, I I thought she just went there, and, yeah. and she had, and she has great jeans on, and she just did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. You see how uh, you see how I observe everything. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, you are so observant because everything that you've said to me up until this point of knowing you. I'm always blown away by the, it makes me want to take that and adopt it in my life times 10 because it's so inspiring the ripple effect that it has, not just in your life. Like I'm seeing so much how 
because I was going to ask you, Tim, like, what do you do when you, first of all, what does a slump look like for you and what do you do? But you're so curious and observant that do you still go into slumps or dry spells ever? Okay, I'm going to totally, totally, like, help people right now. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the things that's amazing about the mind, mm-hmm. okay, is the mind is so powerful that we can change the channel of what we've been thinking on at any moment. Mm. Okay. So let's say that the mind is like a satellite dish. If you shift your satellite dish one way, you may pick up, Oh man, my mother's in trouble or, Oh no, I'm not getting along with my brother. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are two, those are two channels that may be your reality. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I can also shift it to, wow, that's wild. Elon Musk is trying to go to Mars, okay? Mm. Or, oh, that's wild. Disneyland is thinking 50 years in advance, and they're creating things 50 years beyond. Mm. I can shift my satellite dish without even moving my position with my feet. Mm. The mind is so powerful, Lori, as you know, Mm -hmm. that I am constantly shifting my satellite dish to tune into the right places at the right time. Mm-hmm. I'm a master of this because like I can wake up somewhere like I'm about to go to the Ukraine mm-hmm. in two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be at a giant gigantic conference in the Ukraine. And last time I was there was in a, in December and it was snowing and it was so freezing. I mean, it was so freezing <laughs> that like the, the wind would blow right through your skin. You know that feeling? Mm, yeah, I'm from upper Michigan. Totally know it. <laughs> okay, so you, so, so you get it. Yeah, And I, I remember it. it was dark, it was cold. Mm. And one night, and I hardly ever get lonely. Mm. One night, I got super lonely. Mm. And I... I turned on the TV, and the only thing that was on at four in the morning in my loneliness, they were somehow racing camels. And this is a true story. There was camel camel racing. I'm like, oh, crap. Now, now I'm really lonely. Yeah. Is that wild? Camel racing. Yeah. Four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Ukraine, snowing, I'm watching camel racing. <laughs> I go, doggone it, Timmy, you better shift your satellite dish. Mm. Thank goodness for these phones that we have. Mm. I started playing old Jackson 5 music because mm. I had a really cool speaker that I bring with me. Mm-hmm. I'm cleaning my big old suite. I'm listening to the Jackson 5. I shifted my doggone satellite dish so fast. Mm. I think I even did a Michael Jackson spin in the middle of the carpet. (laughs) You see how fast I did it? In Mm -hmm. that case, I did it with music. Mm -hmm. But I could have done it with a book. I could have done it with starting to write. I could have done it with calling a friend. Mm. Shift your satellite dish. Mm. Okay, so Tim, are are we ever choosing to stay in it? Because... You know, when you're there and you're like, I know that it's almost like sometimes I do it to myself. I know that I have the power to get out of it. And then I'm like, but you're just not ready to shift yet. Or you're, you, you can almost feel yourself choosing the crap. And you're like, why am I, why am I actually choosing this again? 
What, okay. What's the theory? So, so number one, if something bad happened, mm-hmm. I do believe you need to feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If 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 something horrific happens in your family, if if you get in a car accident and now you're there filling out the paperwork, feel the moment. Mm. Feel feel the moment. So go ahead and be fully present, fully feeling, fully alive in all things that happen. Mm-hmm. If you're at a hockey game, feel the moment. If there's a painful situation, if you visit someone in the hospital, if you go to a funeral, you got to feel that moment. But if it's a, a negative moment that's taking you on a downward spiral, okay, mm-hmm. I want to feel the moment, I want to learn from the moment, and then I want to move on. Okay, so again, it's like being in psychology class. That was a moment of pain. But now I'm picking myself up and and I am walking to the next class. Mm-hmm. So see yourself physically walking to the next class. Remember how we used to, to walk to the next class? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. because you know what's going to happen, Lori? If you don't do that, you're going to miss your next divine door. Because God is constantly opening up divine doors for us. I'm going to miss my own divine door. I am sitting in my setback of my past. Mm. So have you ever had one of the doors show up for you as something that can be like can feel really confusing? Like you look at the door and you're like, I'm not really sure if that's for me because it looks really scary and the pain around it seems a little too intense. Like I know a lot of people, you know, they they want the thing or they want to do the thing, but the thing has a very heavy door. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with taking your time to get more understanding. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so like I'm with a lot of guys that maybe they used to do movies and the first movie they did had like a three hundred thousand dollar budget. And now they're doing movies that have like 90 million dollar budget. So I was talking to a guy about this just yesterday. Mm -hmm. So his next movie is 90 million. He's like, whoa, I mean, Tim, (laughs) it's just a whole other level. You're, You're dealing with different things. Okay, so so take time to really get educated about this new mountain that you have to scale. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. And so I really do do believe that when you become educated, and you're going to like this, (laughs) you feed your faith Mm. and you starve your doubt. Yes. You feed your Mm. faith, you starve your doubt. So one of the things that was cool about us all speaking together in Las Vegas is that we were able to watch the person before us speak, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. All right, so you were able to feed your faith. Mm -hmm. You're like, ooh, the crowd's alive. Ooh, (laughs) the crowd's awake. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So you were feeding your faith and starving your doubt through education. Mm Mm-hmm. That's exact. That's actually exactly what happened. It was crazy because, you know, and this is uh, everyone who's listening can really go back to that time where it's like I was walking down to go and speak and I would love to know your experience, but I know this is something you do every day. Um, But I was walking down to go speak and I was walking through the casino, which is like the fastest way for me to kind of like lose touch with my... (laughs) 
higher power and I'm like yeah I'm walking through like ready to pass out because I'm like oh my god just get me in the room like I think I'm gonna lose it like I'm gonna either like fake a panic attack have a panic attack or like I don't know get get me in the hospital so I don't have to do this Um, exactly (laughs) so I got in the room and I, I got around the other speakers and I started to hear the other speakers and I was like okay I'm coming back okay I'm here because I was in the element I was with other people who were also you know facing their fears or nervous but also showing up fully so that's so powerful so how for you on your path Tim what were some of the key things that you did that made you come I mean you are when I look at you you are full self-expression you are walking permission for me so how did you get to that place well thanks for that but but let's let's take your teaching for a minute. Mm. So what you just said to me is you were having these feelings before you spoke. Then you got with your what? Tribe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So no wonder you wrote a book about our tribe mm-hmm. and having the right tribe and having an authentic tribe. Mm. See, when you got around the people that got you, everything begins to shift. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is something that happened to me early on as a creative. When I was in, you know, Compton, California, I was, I, was, I was creative and I was thinking. And then my sixth grade teacher said to me, you know, Timmy Story, I really think that you're brilliant. Mm. And I want you to start reading some books that will expand your brilliance. He said this to me. I was in wow. sixth grade. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I started reading about the life of Michelangelo, the life of Picasso, because he, this guy, really loved art. And it began to expand my mind. Mm-hmm. So that was my tribe. Even though I didn't get to ever meet these, these people that had passed, mm-hmm. I could read about their lives. Yes. And so that's one of the things that you're doing that I'm so excited about, one of the things, because you're doing a lot, mm-hmm. is that you are really helping people understand how important it is to be with people who get you. Mm. It'll, it's, 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 a, it's a life changer mm-hmm. completely, yes. Mm-hmm. So si- that was six years old, you said? No, eight years old. Well, it was, uh, no, no, this, the, this particular teacher was my teacher in, in the sixth grade. Sixth grade, okay. And wow. he said, Timmy, Timmy Story, I want you to do me a favor. Can you stay after class? He says this in front of like 28 students. So I'm thinking, oh, man, I wonder why he's going <laughs> to ask me to stay. And the funny thing is, is we had now moved from Compton. and I was the only chocolate kid in the school that we were in. And so they had had a dance contest, and obviously I won. So I thought, well, maybe he's going <laughs> to. Obviously. Maybe, maybe he's going to say, congratulations on winning the dance contest. Or. I was a good basketball player, so I thought he was going to say, man, you did really great. I saw you because I noticed that Mr., you know, my teacher was there watching me play my game. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. So he said, Timmy Story, can you stay after class? And he said, I want to tell you something. It was just me and him. He says, you are, and Lori, I didn't know what he was going to say next. He said, <laughs> you are brilliant. Wow. And I want to help bring it out and expand it. Mm. What a what a life changer, right? 
Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So that's, it's so huge for so many reasons because I'm sure that you had other people in your life saying not so awesome things. Right. What made you cling onto that one and make it your number, make that the North star? Like what made you make that the thing that, you know, breathed life into you and said, yes, you can, you know, because okay. you kind of made wow, that thing. Wow. Wow. You know, nobody has ever asked me that question and that's so good. Even Oprah, I told her this story in my in her backyard, and she loves this story. She didn't even ask me that question mm. about the North Star and why it stood out. Okay, let me tell you why it stood out. Remember, I'm an observationalist, mm-hmm. okay? Down to your dancing. In your jeans that are slightly high-waisted and kind of bell-bottoms at the bottom. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, so I can blow people away, Lori. Honestly, I can meet somebody, and I could tell them what they were wearing three years later. Oh, my gosh. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I'm observing. I'm paying attention to things. Mm-hmm. My teacher was so together. I remember, because I had not seen too many guys like this. This was a, a really cool Caucasian guy. He was thin. Mm-hmm. He wore, like, really cool thin pants (laughs) and he had these cool sweaters that I wondered where he got them Mm. and he had his hair done kind of (laughs) cool and he was super super just together and his desk was always really clear clean Mm. and I thought to myself when I get older I'm going to be really clean and together like that guy wow Mm -hmm. see so his opinion when he gave me his opinion, mm. I knew this guy was coming from a high standard. Mm. Isn't that so powerful? Mm. I am I am having one of those just parallel moments right now. I had a similar experience and it was the same reason. That's why I wanted to know, like, it was one person that I really just, I thought if this person said that, that must, it, it was a, that it was a big deal because I just had a high regard for this particular person. So it was like, it just stuck. And, and, the, and the cool thing is, is that now we can be that person. Anybody mm. who's listening right now, you can be that person. Mm. Be the example. Be the billboard for better living. And then come back and speak excellence to people. You know, this is making so much sense to me right now. Why, I, like, that is the thing that really launched your vision of yourself for you. And you have done that for me more times than I can even say. And it's like just a sentence. Like, but you know the power that a sentence can have, whether it's landing on someone or not. You're throwing out so many sentences of life that it's like one of them is going to stick if not a lot of them um and that is one of the most powerful things i i think that we can do as human beings is breathe life into other people in that way okay so but you just said something that's very important that we need to talk about for a minute is that there's a there's a there's a reason why my teacher's words were weighty Mm. or the or the reason that people who spoke into Lori's life when you were younger were weighty Mm. because they were living it. Yes. They were living it. Mm. So what I say, I live. Mm. So it's coming out of my pores. Mm -hmm. See, it's like in our industry, 
I was telling one of our friends, someone that you know, I said, one of the challenges is that now so many people want to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's almost as though they read a manual in the morning and they start life coaching at night. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. But what you're saying in your new book is coming out of your pores because you're living it. Mm. When I hit a stage, when I hit a stage, it's coming out of my pores. Mm -hmm. It's coming out. Mm -hmm. Because, see, a revelation, a revelation when you really, really know that you know that you know that you know, you, it just comes out of somebody. Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston, when she was on her game, she didn't wonder, can I sing Greatest Love of All when she got up there to sing it in country after country. She's like, give me the mic. Mm. Is that powerful? Mm -hmm. Give me the mic. Because mm. I'm, I'm about to drop some stuff. Jay-Z, I've seen him many times. There's a confidence that hits his eyes. Give me the mic. Mm -hmm. You know that you know that you know that you know. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out. Mm. Oh, man. I'm th you just like put me right back into so many different points of my life where it's just so important for us to dive into who we are, who we authentically are. Because there were moments where... You know, and I know that people listening can relate where um, maybe an opportunity comes and all of a sudden you think that you want to change your message. <laughs> like, yes. maybe I need a different message for this particular opportunity. And it's like, oh, my God, when we go there, it's it's like we get these massive blocks in our life. So for people who maybe feel like they have to change to be something or they don't quite think that they're ready for the thing yet, what would you tell them to focus on? Okay, so I, I teach a message that sometimes you got to go left before you get right, mm -hmm. okay? Mm. So to be left is not a terrible thing. Yeah. Because to, to be left is a library and a sanctuary. It's like somebody who works at a fast food place, but they know they're supposed to do something better. While you're at the fast food place, please be good at what you're doing. If you work at Taco Bell, make me a gordita and take care of the chihuahua. <laughs> yes, please. Do a good job. Okay? Mm. So while you are left, and I, and I say this, and I think you'll agree with this, sometimes life will set you left. Mm to settle you on the left, to give you patience, to season you on the left before you soar on the right. Mm. <laughs> so you're set mm -hmm. to be settled, to be seasoned, to soar. So now, Lori, this is your time to soar. Mm. With your book, with your tour, okay? Mm. With your talk show appearances that are coming up, with everything that you're about, get ready to just blow your own self away. <laughs> I'm just telling you that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's a good thought, Tim. All right. So mm -hmm. set, settled, seasoned. Mm -hmm. You are seasoned for a reason. So now you're ready for this thing that you're doing now, right? Mm -hmm. You're ready. Yeah. Inside, you know you're ready. Mm-hmm. When the words started to come out of your mouth in Las Vegas in front of about 10,000 people, once you started to hit your stride, you're like, whoa, mm. 
this is me. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, left mm. to get right. And sometimes the left really, really, you're just, you can't get out. <laughs> There's a reason for it. And I've always, that's always been so interesting to me is like, even as of recently, I was kind of in, I have no other way to describe it than like a bit of a winter without realizing it. Like, when am I going to wake up feeling like really alive and excited again, even though I'm living this dream? But I was, I was kind of in this place of, of not, um, I can't even explain it, um, of not necessarily feeling a hundred percent. And then all of a sudden I got shot out the other side and I realized why I was kind of in that place for a while is to, I really reconnected with where a lot of other people are. Um, so do you think it's, I mean, there's so many other reasons than that, but do you think that, um, there are, do we have to make an empowering reason around why we're in a winter or how does, how does that work? Okay. So number one, thanks for your honesty. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's how I see life. I think that we are left and right at all times. Mm. I love like hearing there, that. There, there are things so right in my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I won't even say where I'm going right now, but I'm going to go somewhere fancy tonight. <laughs> and so, you know, you get to this place in life where you can go to fancy places and be with fancy people and do fancy things. But you know what? There's also some things in my life that suck. Mm. And you know what? That's just life. Mm -hmm. So maybe this thing that we call winter, mm -hmm. that we call winter, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe if we call that this season of winter that's like our left experience, mm. and you're feeling kind of funky, that's okay. Mm. But just don't share your funk with everybody. Mm -hmm. Don't funk up every room you're in. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you like saw me at a party, and I saw, saw you and your husband together, and I said like, how are you doing? You may say, I'm, I'm a little left, but I'm doing all right. Oh so my then God, I'll get I it. love that. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm 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 a little left, but I'm doing all right. Mm. Well, well, what happened? If we're real close friends, mm -hmm. well, bam, bam, bam. I remember one time. This is the funniest thing. I was speaking at this big location, and in the middle of my speech, somebody came and served me papers. Oh my gosh! Somebody, no. Yeah, somebody <laughs> was going to sue me for something that was just outlandish had to do with some uh, situation that was like a business deal. And so they decided to serve me while I was speaking because they knew that's where I was. Oh, wow. So I have this large crowd. This is a true story. A guy walks up with a smile on, on his face and he goes like this. He goes, you've been served. <laughs> okay. And you know what I said? I mm. said, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. And then I just kept on speaking. <laughs> Do you know why? Because mm. I've had worse things happen to me. Mm. Being served in front of all those people barely threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the, you're like, thank you for the, for the, a story that I'll get to share later on. <laughs> Isn't that so great? That is, it's 
that's almost like it's almost hard to believe, but it's insane. Like that. <laughs> yes. So, so my left visited mm. me in the middle of my right. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen sometimes. You'll be in the middle of my right. I'm in my right. Oh my god. Like a, a single person. I, I I found the right person. Oh my gosh. They're they're amazing. Oh my gosh. Mm. The stars have aligned. Okay. Then the left will sometimes visit your right. Mm. But that's okay. You can handle it. You've been through enough left. Mm. You can handle the left and the right at the same time. That is so freeing because where where in the world did we pick up the belief that when you're in the right, it should always feel right. The left shouldn't be allowed to come in. Like, what is that? Because that's not a very awesome belief, actually. It's really because the second that something goes left when you're in the right, you think that something's wrong with you. Or you're no, right. you're, you're going to be, you right now are, are very right, but you got some left mm-hmm. For and sure. it's okay. Yeah. I'm right, but I'm a little left. I'm left, but I'm a little right. Mm. So I, it's, go ahead. I was going to say, I love this conversation because I think that's, I hear that this is where, and this is where me before, before I understood that, oh, no matter how right I get, there's always left. So it's like, um, I think when I created that relationship with understanding that it changed my entire life. Yeah. Mm. And I think part of it for you, in fairness to you, is because you shine so bright. Now expectations are created. Mm. Okay, so it's like you show up in a room. They're like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be blissful. Okay, (laughs) and I love her outfit. She has great outfits. Okay, she's in shape. She's this. She's that. She's got an amazing looking man. Okay, Mm. so so people now have these expectations. And so sometimes we don't feel like we are up to those expectations. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. For sure. I personally believe that it's not always right to tell the whole audience how you feel. Because mm. biblically, only a fool tells his whole heart. Mm. But I will tell people in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. I may say, man, I got the worst headache out of nowhere. I got a headache. And maybe there's like a lot of people about to hear me speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to come up and tell all those people. Right. They've been waiting to see me speak maybe for three months. Mm-hmm. But I just told my assistant, I got the worst headache. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll say like, oh, you still look good. You're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. So sometimes you need that alliance or the mm-hmm. tribe, as you say. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. But it, it is freeing though, right? Oh we're left. Gosh. We're right. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Let's go. Mm, and I love I love that distinction too. That is, that's uh, so in this world of you know um, being super authentic because that's kind of what's you know obviously people are desiring now. That's what I'm desiring. That's what I desire to be as well. But there is this um, like distinction between you know what do I share? How do I know, how do I respect this audience? How do I you know what should be what parts of my journey should and shouldn't I share? Um, for you, do you feel like a lot of your best stuff though has come from you sharing, uh, some of your most obviously challenging times? I know that's your message, but how do you know the distinction of when to share that? I think the power of the story 
is the power of the story. Mm. And what I mean by that is your, your testimony, which is even a biblical thing about telling your testimony, is the most powerful thing that you have. It's your story. Mm. It's I was this and now I'm that. I was down, but now I'm up. So your your story is your story. It's unique to yourself. And so that's why a great story uh, can, can change, you know, uh, an entire generation, the right mm-hmm. story. With Nelson Mandela, his story of what happened to him and being imprisoned and everything he went through, it, it, it helped change a country. So the, the power of the story is important, but here's what I do believe. I believe that not all things should be spoken. Some things should just be left behind. Mm. And I, I, I constantly say this to people that are in the recovery world, because I, I work in the recovery world as well, like with recovery centers, mm-hmm. like people who are getting off uh, drugs and alcohol. I'll say, don't always tell your whole awful, horrific story everywhere you go. Because mm. otherwise, it's like carrying it in a little red wagon and you take mm-hmm. it from place to place. Mm-hmm. You take it to your mother's, you take it to your aunt's, you take it to your new job. Sometimes don't carry your red wagon. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah, especially for me, if if the whatever I'm putting in the wagon is like now in here or like very yes. much in your life, I don't really want that with me at at the moment for sure. It's like I can only one hundred percent. Yeah, again, it comes down to this thing about only a fool mm. tells his whole heart. Okay, so what do we do? What do we do besides that? Be- because of the fact that I know you love faith, mm-hmm. let's let's. This would literally take me 60 seconds to explain something. Jesus had levels of partners. He had the one, God the Father. Mm-hmm. He had the three, Peter, James, and John, who were known as, as the sons of thunder. He told the Father everything. He told the three a lot. He told the 12 a lot, which were the 12 disciples, mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John being part of them. But once he started talking to the 70, he started to speak in parables. Mm. This is brilliant. Watch this. Mm. He didn't tell everything to everybody because they couldn't handle it. Mm. It's like, you know, you can't handle the truth. Mm -hmm. So he spoke to them in parables. I am a pro at speaking in parables. Mm -hmm. Mm. Tim Story, what's the latest? What are you up to? Well, you know, step by step. Uh, Man, I heard you met with so-and-so. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Well, what's he really like? Well, you know, like I said, he's a nice guy. Mm -hmm. But that's when I'm talking to somebody who can't handle everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak to you in parables. Mm -hmm. If I got with you who can handle it, and you're part of the authentic tribe, as you teach in your book, Mm -hmm. now let's go at it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm talking. Oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe this. I just went on the Oprah cruise. It was so cool. Bam, 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 bam. Yes. That's how I see it. Yes. I love, I love this so much. Like it is literally, I mean, it's 
what I'm in the middle of right now. So I love that you are, I love that you're sharing that. And it's so important just for, um, your, your own journey. Um, Tim, I would love to know, cause I, you are such a, I think, you know, to everybody that I've talked to, you're such a master at what you do. How did you get, and, and honestly, what you do to me is just like people, like you, what you do, not to me, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. What I see you as doing is this dance of understanding people and bringing them to their highest potential, but you do it in these platforms of all different ways, like every modality that you use you somehow bring that out of yourself and teach and, and help shift people. So truly a master at what you do. So how does one um, not get intimidated by this thought of mastery, but instead be almost pulled by their message to mastery? Okay, very, very, very good question. Okay, so the key is Proverbs twelve eleven says, he who works his land shall have abundance. Okay, so what's your land? Your land is what's in front of you. So when I realized that I was going to be a speaker, so my doctorate is in world religion. Mm. When I went to seminary, I decided I wanted to be a humanitarian. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like a cool Mother Teresa. Mm. So I worked my land. I studied world religion. I studied psychology. I took extra psychology classes because I knew somehow I wanted to coach people. So I was working my land. So your land is what's in front of you. If you're in the fifth grade, work your fifth grade land. If you're mm. a single mother, work your single mother land. Work your land. Wow. Okay, what do you mean, Tim's story, work your land? It's the law of the harvest. you got to plow the ground, plant the seed, water the seed, then you're going to reap a harvest. Mm. So what you see from my life right now is you see this really big harvest. Mm. But behind the scenes, people don't know the time that I was plowing, 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 a dishwasher. Then I was a busboy. Then I was a waiter. Then I was speaking at little places that people didn't even know my name even when they introduced me. Mm. I was plowing, 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 planting, 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 watering, 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 which is repetition. And then all of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. This harvest just started coming out of everywhere. Wow. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it all starts with working your land. Mm. And as you work your land, then you shall have abundance. Mm. So abundance is the thing that now you are walking in in even a deeper dimension because you've had it for a while. But now you're walking into a deeper dimension of your harvest. Mm. And you got to admit, it feels kind of good. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. So what? OK, so last I think last question here, because I could talk to you all day and, and clearly um, time is flying by. Um, so when people are in their land and they have harvested all of it, and it's kind of like we're moving on to the next category of land, like when do they know to go to the next level, to go to the next, um, you know, the next level of work? You know okay, what I mean? so like this, what's this, the next this, level? Is, this is perfect. So as you know, there's different areas of your life. There's your physical life. So you guys as a family are really into physical exercise, which is mm -hmm. changing a lot of people. 
mm-hmm. health and nutrition. So you have your physical, you have your mental, you have your spiritual, you have your financial, you have your family, mm-hmm. okay? You have your job. So these are all different parts of your land. So it's, it's, it's like you have all these different parts of your life that you got to work your land. Mm-hmm. What I think is important is you don't constantly look for the results every single day. Mm. When you're in the plowing stage, quit looking for the harvest every day. Mm. Just realize, okay, right now I'm a freshman in college. I'm going to plow the ground, plant the seed, water the seed. You're a freshman in college. And then all of a sudden things begin to sprout and you're like, boom. Whoa, something just sprouted. (laughs) Bam, something just sprouted over here. Isn't that so true even in working out? Yes. Yep. Like in working out, Mm. all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, look at me. I still get that. (laughs) I'm feeling better. Mm. This Oh my God, I just fit in that dress and it really fit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, when I get stuck in a result, it's like I don't, it, it, you don't, you get lost from the work. Okay, let's stay there to end this. Mm-hmm. Don't get stuck in the result. Because mm. I'm just telling you the results are going to come. Yeah. It says, he who works his land shall have, it doesn't say you might have, mm. you shall have abundance. Oh man, we'll just leave it right there because that was... <laughs> You shall have. That is so beautiful. You're living in, I'm living in the shall have abundance. Mm. Abundance is overflowing more than enough. And so that's what's going to happen everywhere we go. Overflowing more than enough. Tim, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, that was... Um, I'm going to replay this one and listen again. <laughs> so, so grateful for you. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? So timstory.com and story is S-T-O-R-E-Y mm. or Tim Story Official on Instagram. So timstory.com or Tim Story Official. And what a privilege to be on with you. I'm so excited about your book tour. I'm going to be following you. And everybody that's listening, buy her book and let's support this tribe. Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Thank you so much. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.